Yo, what up everybody? This is Mark from Suicide Silence. Brian Fair from Shadows Fall. Gary Hall from Exodus and recently retired from Slayer. Chris from Bad Wolves. It's Joe from Briar Rose. Tyler Burgess here. And I'm... This is Trevor Sternad from the Black Dahlia Murder. Yo, yo, yo. Igor Cavalera here. Hey, this is Charlie Lanthrax. I just want to give a shout out to Pedalton Metal Radio, the podcast. The podcast to get all your rock and metal news plus reviews. With new episodes dropping every Sunday, make sure you tune in. Keep rocking with Pedal to the Metal. Check it out now, you motherfuckers! Keep it metal. Yeah, welcome everybody to another exciting edition of Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast. I'm your main man here, Eddie Monster here. and Yeah, it's the day after after the 4th of July. Um... But, you know, anytime a holiday falls on a Sunday, Monday is also recognized as a holiday as well. So, with that being said, we wanted to wish all of you a happy 4th of July. I took the 4th of July off from doing the show because I was very, very tired. Strenuous, strenuous work week. Uh, But nonetheless, we're here to rock and roll, right? Because this is Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast. And we've got a great, great show for you guys this week. We've got all the rock and metal news you could want. Plus, plus we have the unsigned band of the week. We also have the bands you should know artists, and it's great. That's right. We're going to try to go all American for the 4th of July special here on July 5th. So, it's kind of crazy. I was just watching a cover of Slaughter's Mad About You. And I was thinking, man, this is nuts. It's going through my head, but it's so dark and kind of crazy that it actually kind of works. So if you're interested, you should look it up online. It's uh, Rick and Morty's Carrie uh, Walgren. So Carrie Walgren, uh, she plays Jessica and Rose, I believe, on Rick and Morty. Uh, She does a cover... Of Slaughter's Mad About You and Nikki Stringfield from the Iron Maidens. That's right, the Iron Maidens uh, is the guitar player. So it is pretty fucking cool. It is pretty dark. So if you get a chance to check that out, check that out. This is a cover that definitely interested me this week. Um, And I just can't stop thinking about it right now. But nonetheless, we've got a show to do. And as you guys know, it is time for the social media side of things. That's right. It's time to get all that pleasantries out of the way. Uh, if you want to follow the show, you can do so by going to facebook.com forward slash Eddie's Pedal to the Metal Radio Show. Again, facebook.com forward slash Eddie's Pedal to the Metal Radio Show. Follow me on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash Monster 82 I just recently was celebrated seven years on Twitter today, uh, July 5th to be exact. So pretty fucking cool uh also go to instagram.com forward slash pedal to the metal radio show and last but certainly not least the one link that rules them all because there can only be one that's right pedal to the metal radio show dot blogspot.com again pedal to the metal radio show dot blogspot.com that is the place to go if you want to check out new and archived episodes on all sorts of streaming platforms. I don't know, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Anchor, 
You name it, it's there. All 74 episodes, even though this is episode 60. Remember, we produced a bunch of other episodes, specials, Motsalis Records Clubs, those kind of things. They're all there. So never fear. They are all there. All right, so it's that moment you guys have all been waiting for. That's right. It's the unsigned band of the week. And this one, we've got a good one for you guys. So if you love Stoner Rock mixed with a little Doom, these are the guys for you. They are called BT Saint. They're coming all the way from San Jose, California. And we are here to check out their track 13, Unlucky Number 13. That's right. Their track 13 is here. And we've got it for you guys. Visit their Bandcamp page, BT Saint music.bandcamp.com again btsaintmusic.bandcamp.com check them out and without further ado here they are on pedal to the metal radio the podcast
It's time for Rock and Metal News, presented by Eddie Monster. Yeah, all right, it is time for Rock and Metal News this week, people. That's right, we've got some exciting stories for you guys, and one that I want to start off with, um, I think it's pretty badass, obviously, for, for this band. I mean, anybody that was into 90s grunge, Obviously, we'll appreciate this, but Nirvana's Smells Like Teen Spirit has hit 1 billion plays officially on Spotify. So, if you are a Nirvana fan, rejoice like Post Malone is right now, because how many times has he bumped that on Spotify? Uh, Anyways, so it's a huge, huge thing. You know, I mean, I remember at one point getting a million plays on the radio was a big thing but now that we're in the digital age obviously getting 1 billion plays is definitely something else and it's kind of crazy we need more rock bands to have a billion plays so let's get this going let's get some more bands into the 1 billion plays because there's a lot of rap artists that are in that in other news it could be presumed that Jerry Cantrell has worked with Greg Puchato of Dillinger Escape Plan and drummer Gil Sharon, as well as Duff McKagan, because a still posted on his Instagram reveals that they are in his music video, which is pretty fucking exciting, let me tell you. I am so pumped for brand new Jerry Cantrell. He is somebody that I idolize a lot. The guy is a genius. It's his first record since 2002's Degradation Trip. I should say first solo record, to be exact. So I'm definitely excited because I love what Jerry does it outside of Alice in Chains. Alice in Chains always had its sort of flavor. Um, so when you see Jerry Cantrell outside, you can hear the Alice in Chains, but also his own touch to it as well. Because obviously when you have a band, you've got input from other members and all sorts of things like that. So obviously that comes into play. Uh, but I'm definitely excited. I mean, I love... You know, hearing what guys have to do in the pandemic definitely did that. I mean, guys had plenty of time. And if you were behind the eight ball during the pandemic, then shame on you. You had plenty of time to write a record. That's what I say. Plenty of time. And a lot of bands have done that. They took 2020 and 2019 and they wrote fucking records. So I'm definitely excited. We don't know when we're going to get to hear new music from Jerry Control, obviously. Uh, we can only hope that it's sometime soon. But we know that uh, they wrapped up the recording of the album back in March. So we'll just have to be patient like on Christmas and wait for the new music to drop. If you're a toy collector, there's some pretty exciting shit going on with toys. That's right. Especially if you're into collecting Funko Pops, which is something that I used to be into. Uh, but I've given up that pretty much for the most part. Um, the only thing I'm really keeping is all my rock and roll or heavy metal uh, Funko Pops. I was going to keep my horror pops, but I decided not to. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you're into collecting po- Funko Pops, Funko recently held their Papa Palooza, which basically meant it was an all music themed release of various different pops. And two of the pops that, if you're a metal fan, you can get excited for is they have the album pops. So it's basically the Funko Pop right in front of the album. And one of them is Diary of a Madman by Ozzy Osbourne and the first Ghost record uh, with, obviously, 
Papa Amaratus on the front. The only thing I'm going to say is, as a critic of Funko Pops, I am not a huge fan of the Ghost one. It just looks a little weird. I don't know why. I love the Funko Pops that they've come out with previously that's had you know Papa Amaratus the second, the third, the fourth, whatever. Uh, but this one I'm just not super crazy about. It just looks really weird. It looks like it didn't come out right. But again, they're doing a pop based on the figure on the album cover, right? That's just like Ozzy. It's supposed to be Ozzy from the Diary of a Madman cover. So, you know, I'll take it or leave it. You know what I mean? And and obviously, as a Funko Pop collector, I would probably jump on the Ozzy one way before I did any, any of the other ones. But uh, there was various other pops. I know they did a Notorious B.I.G. There's a TLC, Boys to Men. If you're into collecting all of those, then go for it. But for me, it's it's the Ozzy and the Ghost one uh, that mattered the most. So I'm super excited about that. Um, as well as you should be excited if you're a Protest the Hero fan. They've got their own coloring book now. So you can be a child again and color and have some fun with it. Um, so they worked with Roddy Walker. And he goes deep into the band's album art, their merch designs, band photos, and even some stories. You, you can color in some comic type of things. Uh, it's 134 pages, and it comes in a deluxe version with colored pencils and our print and a sticker pack. So be on the lookout for that if you're a Protest the Hero fan, for sure. Uh, System of a Down also has their own line of hockey merch now. So... They collaborated with Puck Hockey to release various jerseys, hoodies, flannels, joggers, hats, raglans, and tees. So check that out if you want, especially if you are a System of a Down fan. Uh, in other news, this is kind of cool. So I'm not really a huge fan of, of the late night with Seth Meyers. I've never been impressed with him at all ever throughout his time as the late-night host there. But this is kind of fucking cool, especially if you're an Anthrax fan. So Charlie Benante is going to be drumming with the, uh, I believe they're called the 8G Band. So he's going to be sitting in on drums from July 12th through the 15th. So make sure you tune in to show some support for Charlie Benante. That's going to be pretty cool. So it's probably the only time... Seth Meyers is ever going to get any ratings from me. I just think his show is absolute shit. I don't understand why people like him. His jokes aren't funny. He's better on SNL than he ever was as a late night host. And I guess, you know, you know, hosting that uh that thing on SNL gets you like gets you places. I don't know. I don't give a shit. Anyways, so yeah, show some support for Charlie Benante. It's a pretty cool fucking thing. Uh he's going to get the drum in. I'm going to enjoy that. I'm going to mute Seth Myers, of course, uh, throughout most of the show. Unless he's got an interesting guest or two on the show, then I might check that out. But other than that, probably not. So remember, July 12th through the 16th, if you are an Anthrax fan, like I know you guys fucking are. So our next couple stories that I'm going to talk about kind of run into each other a little bit because there's a lot of band drama going on, um, especially in the Judas Priest camp. So first story first. So apparently the new Judas Priest record is going to feature music written by Glenn Tipton. And Tipton, we all know, he was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease and he wasn't really allowed to tour with the band. 
but he's going to have some input. And here's what Rob Halford had to say when he was asked if Tipton was going to be involved. He said, oh, yeah, he's still a guitar player. Obviously, he plays guitar differently now because he's got this thing in his life, Parkinson's, that he battles daily. But he's never let that diminish him. He's able to construct songs in a way that makes his input as valuable as it ever was. And so I know for a fact, because we stay in touch, he's been building his own bunches of ideas, and Richie's up in Nashville doing the same thing. So apparently they're going to be getting together right after Bloodstock Open Air, which is their show in August. And then uh, basically he's been saying that they'll see each other in the studio, start writing, all that kind of stuff. So that's pretty exciting to have some input, obviously from uh, Glenn Tipton in the band. Because I just feel like Priest is not Priest without K.K. Downing or or Glenn Tipton. I feel there's a big thing missing there. And speaking of that, this is where I'm leading to. So apparently, you know, after K.K. quit the band in 2011, he almost started a new band with Rob Halford. So apparently Rob Halford... Jeff Loomis, who you might know from Arch Enemy, and never, and he used to be in Nevermore, uh, along with K.K. Downing, were supposed to start a band. That's the whole thing going around, and apparently, you know, K.K. talked about it, and he said, a couple weeks after I walked out, Rob and his manager wrote me a letter. Uh, they wanted me to form a band with Rob and some other musicians. Jeff Loomis was one. I can't remember the names, but I got the email. I just ignored it. And then, you know, KK dives into some other shit and he talks about how he was almost sued by Judas Priest for the name KK's Priest. And he's what he had to say. He goes, their lawyer sent a letter to my record company making threats of legal action if I went forward with KK's Priest. Excuse me. But for the moment, nothing happened. I think they made the threat but decided not to follow through with the threat. But they made the threat to try to stop me from making this band. I get it to a point, but there's nowhere where, you know, it says, you know, KK's Judas Priest. No, 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 no. It says KK's Priest, obviously. So the argument to make a case is kind of like, Null and void. You know what I mean? There's no infringement. Obviously, people know that K.K. Downing is a huge part of Judas Priest. That's no lie right there. He's an integral part of Judas Priest for over 40 years. But nonetheless, I'm super excited to hear the music when it comes out. We've got more drama, more band drama. And this one's involving, once again, David Lee Roth and Sammy Hagar. The Battle of Van Halen Singers. And apparently, Sammy, I guess, has just had enough of David Lee Roth. I don't know what's going on there, but apparently he's had fucking enough. Calling David Lee Roth phony and fake. Which is the same thing. But phony, mostly. So Sammy goes on a show in Brazil. And he talks about David Lee Roth. And he says, David is a real character. He's a showman. He's all show. I enjoy him. But you talk about cringing. I can't imagine how he feels when he looks at some of them old videos. The way he was dancing and moving. And the way he was singing live sometimes. I don't know how he feels about all that. But I don't think he cares. The difference between him and I is I sincerely care. I care about everything. I do. And I care how it affects people. And I care what they think. He goes on to say even more. Um... 
stuff about him. And what is important to me is enlightening and elevating people spiritually and making them happy and making them have big dreams, making them want to be better themselves. And that's my goal with everything I do is to bring that to people and change their life if I can. I don't think he cares about anything like that. And that's the difference between our presence. He's very much into himself, very much into being a showman and doesn't really care. I don't know what he cares about. I really don't. I don't know him. I have no idea who that guy is. I don't think anyone does. But he entertains me. I enjoy watching him do stupid shit. And uh, he also says, well, the first thing I'd say is I look at him and think, wow, he's a strange person. He's a strange character. He's not what he's saying. He's pretending. He's totally bullshit. Everything he does is thought up. It's in an image. It's nothing to do with who he is, but he's not exposing who and what he is. And I know this for a fact. I knew that the first time I saw him, I said, this guy, he's putting on an image, putting on a show. He goes back home and goes in his house, and he's a whole different guy. Nothing to do with that guy you see on stage. He's not honest about his image and his performance. That's what I see when I see him. That's how I feel. But I tried to be friends. He mentions that in the end, that he did try. But who is David Lee Roth at home? I wonder. Does he crochet? Does he do, you know, puzzles? What kind of guy is he? We'll never know because David Lee Roth will never let us know. So there you go. Some Van Halen drama still continuing to this day even after Eddie's death. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt, whatever you want to do. Uh, There's a lot of tours, man. Uh, Mammoth VH. We'll be heading on tour as well, besides all the tour dates that they're doing with Guns N' Roses. So make sure you check that out. Wolfgang Van Halen doing his own thing. Uh, As well as, man, fucking what an announcement. Exodus, Testament, and Death Angel going on tour across the country, man, in the fucking month of October and shit. There's nothing more exciting than that, in my opinion. But that is going to do it for Rock and Metal News for this week. Um... As always, we'll try to keep you guys posted on everything that's going on in the metal and rock worlds as usual. But now it is time to get into the Bands You Should Know Artists. Alright, so for this week's Bands You Should Know Artists, I have a funny story to tell about this artist. Uh, My best friend Julian will remember this story for sure. So one day we went to this Halloween bash. And it was headlined by a group called Hookers and Blow. So we were there to see this band, Jaded, who opened up. And I remember Ron Jeremy <clears throat> was one of the hosts. Like, I guess he was like the, the MC of the night. And I remember Hookers and Blow coming on, and they were doing some, you know, really impressive covers of like, you know, all sorts of songs. I remember GNR songs in there. And for those of you that don't know, Dizzy Reed is a member of Hookers and Blow. And Dizzy Reed was in Guns N' Roses. As you all know, he's the keyboard player. So, anyways, we're there. We're listening to the set. And I'm not trying to be a heckler. I'm really not. But it definitely sounds like I was. Because I kept yelling out, November Raid! Come on! Play November Rain, you know, and fucking I just kept yelling it out after every song because he would play like every other song from GNR. And uh, I'm trying to remember what he said. I think he said, fuck off, asshole, or something like that. And I thought it was the greatest fucking thing ever. Right. 
It goes along with my Morbid Angel story that I'll have to tell you guys one day. Um, if I ever play Morbid Angel or talk about Morbid Angel on the show, um, I'll definitely have to tell you that story. But uh, nonetheless, you know, I thought it was fucking hilarious at the time, and I was like, shit. Like, I'm not trying to be a, a heckler, but uh, I definitely got his attention that day. But anyways, so Dizzy Reed, if you're out there, I apologize for being a young dipshit at the time. Uh, that's for sure. So anyways, we're going to play the band on the show. They've got a, I believe they've got a record coming out, if I'm correct. Uh, it's self-titled. It's got a lot of covers. They cover everybody from like Eddie Money, Led Zeppelin, uh, David Bowie, Body Count, The Zombies, Tom Petty, Blue Oyster Cult, The Beastie Boys, uh, Zeppelin. And uh, one of the tracks, Trampled Underfoot, actually features Frankie Benali. So you might want to check that out. Uh, R.I.P. Frankie Benali. Uh, but nonetheless, the song that we're going to play for you guys today from the band is a cover of the Rolling Stones classic, Rocks Off. And we're ending the show on that note. So I want to thank you guys all for tuning in this week to episode 60. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully your 4th of July was great. Hopefully you all stayed safe. You didn't drink and drive. You didn't do any of those things because I need all of you here to listen to this podcast. So without further ado, here it is. This is Hookers and Blow. This is Rocks Off. And I will see you guys next time.